What is up still studying? Happy Monday, November 15, 2021, in episode number 152 of The Study Session. I'm your host here, Jeremy Ritz, on the session from The Still Study, wishing you a marvelous Monday, even though it was a tie against the Detroit Lions out of Motown. We keep pressing on. Steelers have eight games remaining. Pick your head up. It's not a loss. It's not a win, but it's a tie, and the Steelers will be all right. But as I always do, want to start the show by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being supporters of the Still Study, for listening to my work, reading the articles, listening to the Still Study podcast. means the world to me, so my gratitude to you. Would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday mailbag on the study session where I get your questions, comments, and feedback on the show. So be sure to drop me a line and also be sure to check out my other podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on the Still City Insider. The podcast is called the Still City Insider Podcast. Jim Wexel is a wealth of Steelers information, insight, and experience, and you're going to want to check out the podcast. It's great stuff. Jim knows his Steelers, and we actually recorded this morning. It's Jim's birthday tomorrow, or actually today. It's his birthday today, so happy birthday, Jim. So the show's out a bit one day early today, so you can check that out. And we typically record every Tuesday at 5 a.m., post between 6 and 6.15 a.m. Audio link is available to the podcast, and there's also a video up on YouTube. So check it out. So here we go. So I talked about this three-game stretch. Started with Cleveland, then it was Chicago, and then ended with the Lions. And I talked about the importance of going 3-0 and and moving to 6-3. and Well, it didn't work out that way. They beat Cleveland. They beat Chicago. Very close games, both of them. And then, again, another close game against the Lions, which I anticipated. But I didn't anticipate a tie. But I'll tell you what else I didn't anticipate, and that's Ben Roethlisberger getting COVID and not playing in the game. And I'll be honest, whenever that was announced and Mason was getting his opportunity to lead this offense. I was intrigued because I wanted to see what he could produce as the starter with the ones out there on the field with him. And I'd have to say I was a little disappointed in what the outcome was in terms of his performance. There were definitely some positives in terms of his game. I liked the fact that he showed some mobility and moving around the pocket. I'd say he had a little little better pocket presence than I've seen in some of his past performances. And he also showed some toughness on that big run there towards the end of the game where he stuck his nose into some contact and got up all fired up. The crowd was hyped. I think he showed something there. Early on, he showed nice touch on some of those deep balls. But outside of some success early, he was dormant 
for the remainder of the game. His pass is either sailed on him or he bounced him off the grass and none more deflating than what should have been a touchdown to Ray Ray McLeod where he just one-hopped it to him. He played okay, but in looking at the offensive game plan, I can't imagine that it was to throw the ball 50 times in order to score the win. And I'm not sure why they threw it as many times. They should have prioritized the running game and let Najee pound the rock more. He did end up with 105 yards, but I felt that he was underutilized, especially against a porous Detroit run defense. Whether that was because Rudolph was checking out of run plays and checking two passes, we don't know. But that running game has to be a focal point. It should have been more of a focal point yesterday. And the receivers, including Pat Freyermuth, who has been on fire the last few weeks, did not play well. James Washington, outside of his touchdown catch on the opening drive, was meh. Deontay Johnson, while he had some nice catches, his fumble on the big catch and run that could have really set this team up to win, it was just a poor, devastating play at the worst possible time. And again, prevented what could have been an opportunity for a field goal to win. And then Pat Freymuth, who's typically sure-handed, there at the end, again, catches the ball, but fumbles. And had he not fumbled, Chris Boswell would at least have had an opportunity to nail one for three points and to give the Steelers a victory to move to six and three. But instead, they didn't get it. The game results in a tie. But it wasn't just the ineptitude of the offense that led to this final score here. The defense had its fair share of foibles, starting with, once again, a poor running defense to the tune of 200-plus yards. Poor tackling, once again, by Joe Schobert and Devin Bush in the middle. The inability to get off of blocks. The defensive linemen, not named Cameron Hayward, were absent. Now, to the Steelers' credit, they did make some adjustments on defense and early in that third quarter started shutting the run down. And they weren't as leaky as they were early in the game, but they gave up a significant number of big runs that really kept the lines in this contest because at the quarterback position, Jared Goff was horrible. Horrible. There was no threat of a pass, no threat of a passing game the entire night. But the Steelers could not use it to their advantage, and they kept them in the game. Somewhat of a pass rush. Then TJ Watt went out with an injury, a knee, and a hip. We're waiting to hear what the status is on that. 
It's not season ending, so Steelers Nation is grateful and thankful for that. But who knows how long he will be out. Alex Highsmith had an up-and-down game, made some plays late in the game after TJ went out that were needed. Terrell Edmonds played a nice game, was physical, had a sack, made some plays in the backfield. James Pierre played okay. But how much credit can you give that secondary for playing well against Jared Goff when A, he was injured, and B, he's just not that good of an NFL quarterback? So defensively, disappointing showing. And you have to wonder if this unit is able to get back to its elite status of a few years ago. Highly questionable that they will be able to. You just have have to hope they could be good enough. And really... The offense, the same thing. Can they be good enough? They're Look, they're not going to be an elite offense. They're not going to be a great offense, but can they be a good offense? I think they can be a good offense within the system, but it all has to start with Najee Harris. They can't get off on passing the ball 50 times. They've got to come back to the run. And now they've got to get ready for the start of a brutal stretch of games starting this Sunday with the San Diego Chargers San Diego the Los Angeles Chargers I can't keep up with these team name changes and I'm putting it out there right away Monday November 15th the Pittsburgh Steelers will win this game in Los Angeles they will win this game I have a gut feeling about it and I may be eating these words come Monday of next week, but I'm putting it out there. And in fact, I feel a sense of un- uneasiness as I say it out loud, but I just have this feeling that they get the job done in Los Angeles. But here's what needs to happen. Ben needs to be back out there. How much was he missed? And I don't want to hear any nonsense that oh, Mason provided more in terms of mobility and pushing the ball down the field. That's just garbage. If Ben plays that game, they win that game. They're 6-3. and three. It's a completely different conversation heading into the Chargers contest. I don't want to say that the Chargers game is a must-win, but it's an AFC game, and they've got to have it. Now, the compound matters. If Ben can't go, and it's the Mason show again, eh, I may have to go back on this gut feeling because I don't, I'm not buying Rudolph's game. And, oh yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick hit positive for COVID today. So if he can't go, look for Trey Norwood to step in there and and get a start. Definitely not the news that we want here early in this week is they prep for this game. And, oh yeah, TJ Watt's probably going to be out. That means it's going to be a taco Sunday. Alex Highsmith better step his game up. Joe Hayden more than likely is going to be out with his foot injury. James Pierre better step up. Everything is going to be stacked against them this weekend. They're going to get obliterated in the media this week. 
Dejan Kovacevic said in his column this morning that he's burying the team. And you know what? The Steelers tend to play their best football when everything is up against them, when their backs are against the wall. And they're definitely against the wall this weekend heading to Los Angeles. So it's another painful wait. It's not a loss, so it doesn't sting as much, but it's still not a win. Not even sure what kind of feeling this is. But hey, they're still the fifth seed right now in the AFC playoffs. Just got to hang on. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is conclusion of episode number 152. I am your host here, Jeremy Ritz, on the Still Study Study Session. So grateful that you're joining me here today. I want to thank you. My gratitude to you. Please continue to share my work with your family and friends. Drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. And remember, even after a tie, Life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Have a great week.